Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. You and I make so many mistakes in life because we don't know what he's already said. And many times we're praying prayers and we're not hearing anything, you know, like, Lord, please guide me with this. And he's silent because it's already in the book and you've been lazy. And so what he's trying his best to do with us is, is to teach us, be diligent, read the book, ask him what it means. And he himself will explain it. He will teach you. He will give you wisdom. He will give you understanding. But you have to to do it. You have to read it. We have to be reading our Bibles. In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches us that oftentimes when we are seeking instruction from the Lord and He seems to be silent, it's because He's given us answers in His Word. We need to be diligent in seeking the Lord through His Word and He will lead us. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now turn to chapter 5 of 1 Peter, and let's join Pastor Robert with part 2 of today's message. I've been through all kinds of stuff that actually never happened to me. Because up here I was... You know, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? The second way that believers lower their shields, so to speak, is by not reading their Bibles. This one drives me crazy. I, I talk to you guys about it all the time. Because what I hear consistently from people, you know, is the same excuse, and that's what it is. It's an excuse. The same excuse for not reading their Bible. I try to read, I just don't understand. Well, then you're not reading it enough. Well, that's easy for you to say because, I mean, you went to Bible school and all that. No, I didn't. I did not. I have read it and read it and read it and read it, and I've listened to other people teach it using, in the old days, cassette tapes, and then it became CDs, and now it's MP3. And you know what I mean? When I'm riding my motorcycle, a lot of times I'm listening to somebody teach the Bible. I'm listening to someone explain the Scriptures. And, and these, listen, these days, you have no excuse. When I first started reading and studying my Bible... You could easily spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on teaching tapes from, you know, pastors and teachers and schools and and, and all these different things. And now so much of it is available just for free. I I got an email this week with a link that Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, the famous, uh, for years and years, he was pastor of Westminster Cathedral in London, but one of the most spirit-filled and gifted teachers of the scriptures, and and they've put all of his sermons now on MP3. They're available for free. You just download them and listen to them. I mean, there's so much available now to help you, to help us. 1 Timothy 4.16 says, take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. That's a good word. Take heed to yourself 
and to the doctrine. The idea there is, again, being diligent toward the scriptures. Know what the Bible says and know how it affects your life, how it applies in, in real life. Because it does. It does apply. Hebrews 4.12 tells us the Word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. This is only beneficial, though, to people who actually read it and, and then ask God for the wisdom to apply it in their, in their day-to-day lives. You know, this is not like algebra. What I mean by that is when I was in school and, and, and we shifted over from simple arithmetic, you know, we started just like algebra one and pre-algebra and then algebra one. And then, uh, you know, we shifted from numbers to letters. All of a sudden it's X and Y and all. And I'm like, why? And the teacher just looked at me like I was a moron and said, because this is the way it's done. And I said, yeah, but why? And all she did was get exasperated and nobody ever explained to me why we're doing it this way. So I stopped listening. If you can't give me a logical answer, then I got no time for you. And I flunked algebra three times because nobody would spend any time with me to talk with me about it and explain the concept. It's like, why are we shifting from numbers to letters and why, why these, you know, what? just kind of help me understand why, it's, why is it like this? What's the point of all? Do you understand that the beautiful thing about the Bible is that God himself promises to explain it to you? You just have to ask. You just have to ask him. He will teach you himself. That's what God says. You have no need of a teacher. He says he will teach you himself, which is, again, why I have very little patience with people who talk about coming to church to be fed. If you're a baby, that's cool, okay? Babies, toddlers, if you've only been walking with the Lord a few months or a few years, then that's perfectly appropriate. But if you've got five or six years behind you walking with Jesus and you still need somebody to feed you, really? How many five-year-olds, six-year-olds would, would we allow to, you know, it's like, oh, mama's got a spoon feed him, how sweet. No, that's child neglect, right? I mean, we'd be, we'd be all over that parent because they're still feeding this child rather than teaching the child how to use a spoon, how to use a fork, how to begin to use a knife, how to, at some point you got to feed yourself. Well, the same thing's true for you spiritually. Read your Bible. Read your Bible, please. Make a habit of it every day. And soon it will begin to impact your life in real and tangible ways. You'll begin to realize as you're facing a situation, as you're you know, dealing with a circumstance, it's work. Wait a minute. Proverbs says, I remember the Bible speaks to this. God has already spoken on so many things. You and I make so many mistakes in life because we don't know what he's already said. And many times we're praying prayers and we're not hearing anything, you know, like, Lord, please guide me with this. And he's silent because it's already in the book and you've been lazy. And so what he's trying his best to do with us is, is to teach us, be diligent, read the book. Ask him what it means, and he himself will explain it. He will teach you. He will give you wisdom. He will give you understanding. But you have to to do it. You have to read it. Another of the ways I see people growing complacent concerns their involvement at church. And I'm not talking about attendance. One of the things that is, it's it's a difficult one for me as a pastor, to be quite honest, because sometimes I'll, I'll say to somebody after they've been, you know, I haven't seen them for two or three weeks or whatever, you know, and I'll say, man, you know, we miss you. You okay? And, and there's a kind of a defensive posture, you know, as if I'm confronting their lack of attendance. And like, you know, you haven't been in church the last three weeks. No, that's not where I'm coming from. 
I just want to make sure everything's okay. Or, you know, is, is everything all right in your life? Is, because, see, church attendance is not really the point. Being a part of the family, being a part of the body of Christ, being, being plugged in. That's why, you know, like we're talking about the small groups, the home groups. Because it, it's so critical that there are relationships between you, between us, that it's more than just, you know, the, the religious observation that you're putting in your time, you're attending. That, that's, no, what we're talking about here is, is connection. That's why we started out calling them ligament groups, because the Bible talks about how the body of Christ is joined together and it's, you know, strengthened by that which every joint supplies, you know, the ligaments holding the muscles and the, you know, everything together. And, but what we want what we want is that you guys know each other and, and develop, you know, friendships and relationships. And, and most of you have, but some of you haven't. And if you're not plugged in to some kind of small group, a home group or one of the other groups or serving actively in one of the ministry areas, you will begin to grow cold in your faith. You'll get dry. Hebrews 10, 24 reminds us, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What does that mean? Well, it, the closer we get to the end, the more essential this is going to be. That's what it means. The closer we get to the end of the age, the more critical that the relationships are going to be. You know, I've thought a lot about this because I believe as we get really, really close to the end, People are going to stop getting saved. Very few people are, are going to be open to the gospel. People are going to get more and more antagonistic. And, you know, unfortunately, so many who call themselves Christians but who are not actually walking with the Lord continue to give ammunition, if you will, to the enemies of God. Now, I saw a thing just this week. It was like a local expose on pastors and rabbis and, and so forth and so on, you know, living large you know, here in South Florida, and big fancy houses and, and that kind of thing. But the thing that troubled me about it, really, to be honest, more than the, the few pastors that they were exposing, you know, for living in multi-million dollar homes and stuff, was the fact that local media was, was targeting, they, they had researched to see how many local religious leaders Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening. Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and, and you're thinking, man, I really need God in my life. You know, I, I've wandered away or, or remember, maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And, you know, I remember when I felt that way, and, and to be honest, I, I, I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. The Bible tells us, I mean, He knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says He sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross 
to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, mainthingradio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how to begin that that personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.